Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by BetsBirds, we are your daily dose of quickie and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. I guess we'll start with the tennis. Iga continues to dominate, and Rafa continues to dominate, and pretty boring, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's boring if you didn't win. <laughs> like, I'll take boring. Well, it's funny how I don't remember which year, not 2016. We were, we were referencing the 538 stuff on Deep Dive the one night. And the one really galling one was when the market had the, the Golden State Warriors about minus 110 at the start of the playoffs. And, you know, 538 said they have a, you know, it should be 20 to 1 or whatever. It was 5%-ish, somewhere around there. And I remember I bet that for, a, you know, a slightly uncomfortable sum. And that was one of those where it's like, this is fine if it's boring. Let's have boring. Let's have 16 and no, I don't give a shit. So boring, boring is beautiful when you have the right bets. But yeah, it was uh, from a standpoint of some of the great matches we've seen over the years. I, I'm trying to think of my favorites. Probably, I mean, what was it? Roger Chilich a few years back. Maybe that was an Aussie or a, I'm trying to think of when they, they played or honestly, and I had Sitsipas as a future when he was Djokovic and still like looking back at that from the lens of, I'm not as mad that I lost all that money. Now it was kind of amazing seeing like, that's what best of five tennis is. Like it can be a marathon. You can be up two nil and somebody can grind their ass back, which is not what we had this weekend. It was just the dominance from an old hat and dominance from a new, uh, a new young, youngish gun who is like what the best number on one of the futures for any of the remaining slams this year is about three, three and a half to one. Because uh, no, I, I know anything too much higher than that. I think no, it's going to be close to even money on this stuff. I saw a plus three fifty. Maybe that was next year's Aussie, but mm. I mean, the, the, if, if anything, you know, it gives it some time for somebody to emerge from the from the din of here's a bunch of people who are good but not good enough. I don't know. Is that just real quick? Is that the case for? Are we going to see? It, it's a lesser surface fur, but is there someone who's good enough on grass to? I'm sure you'll take some futures especially after the draw. We can find someone on the other half of the draw for sure and get them there, but boy, it seems like some some big numbers worth playing. It's hard though. Like you said, it's grass season. I mean, we didn't have grass tennis in 2020. There was a little bit last year and you just have a lot of people that haven't played on the surface. And you're right. Actually, as I look down, I guess close to, I'm sorry, he goes close to almost two to one for Wimbledon and plus two fifty for the U S open. The U S open is, is different. That's, it's become kind of a mess, honestly, at the end of the year with the season being so long and it's just a grueling tournament. I mean, we saw it last year. It was almost a survivor contest with all due respect to the winner, uh, Emma. And um, uh, was it Medvedev on the men's Lit. side? Or no, was, it was, was, no, was that side. the one where Fernandez went deep too? Yeah, yeah, it was Fernandez. Uh, Emma beat uh, Fernandez, yep. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, yeah, that's what, like, that was a messy final. Like, the fact that those girls just came out of nowhere you know, not nowhere, but kind of out of nowhere. That's what the U.S. Open kind of has become. It's almost an afterthought for me as I'm getting so deep into football by that point. But I'll watch Wimbledon, watch the shit out of Wimbledon. And, uh, yeah, good job for anybody who put um, put yeah, her so in a parlay. Yeah, put her in a parlay. 
maybe you're sitting on some nice numbers for the, uh, the U.S. Open golf. Maybe you have something with the Celtics. Maybe you have something with the New Jersey Generals. I don't know. Most of it, I was just happy to get the actual plus 150 I had. I know some people were smart enough to grab her at 4-1 to one when Barty retired, and it was nice to get that money as well. So we will uh, we'll dip into tennis later in the show as we have one of my favorite tournaments that's going on this week. We'll get to that. But, uh, yeah, we talked a little off the air about the NBA Finals. Wanted to look at the markets. It's it's kind of funny how I feel like Tatum was shorter. I don't know if maybe it's something, and obviously the Brown market, but looking at the MVP markets after we've got to one one, Tatum Tatum is slowly becoming less of a favorite. If the Celtics were to get this done, seeing some I don't know extra money coming out on Brown Smart, I think was has gotten longer. It's probably just a three-horse race at this point. Like Curry's doing enough for the Warriors. Nobody stepped up enough in the first two games to probably shake that crown if they get it done. But looking at this right now, are you still of the mindset that the Celtics will win this series? And at that point, who do you think gets uh, gets their uh, MVP award? Yeah, I still think it's the Celtics. I mean, honestly, the series price, I'm confused as to why they've adjusted it. I mean, Celtics are right around minus 165, minus 170 before that game. They lost a game in which they were an underdog and still retain home court advantage. But now the series is back to a pick So if you don't have any Celtics series price already in your pocket, you know, from pre-series, go ahead and take a look at some stuff that just, it seems like an over-adjustment for me. And as I look at the MVP final odds, it's, I mean, Curry is basically the same price, actually a little bit deeper than the Warriors are to win the title yes. at this point. So, you know, don't bet that. I mean, just don't, don't bet minus 120 if you can bet the Warriors at minus 110. It is the same bet and one is priced worse. I think the Tatum thing, he's, he's had kind of two duds so far. I mean, last night was it a terrible game, not as bad as game one, but it still isn't good. So we'll see how things turn around a little bit when they get back into Boston. I wouldn't mind a bet on Jalen Brown, honestly. He had a really good first game, um, not so good the last game, but I think he's actually pretty close with Tatum if, if the Celtics win the championship, which, again, still feels pretty solid to me as they go home with home court advantage. I think last night was a little bit of a down game for them. They know they've got one win in their pocket. They've taken home court. We see this all playoffs, especially at the beginning of some of these series for this young team. They've just kind of floundered in some of these second games. So I think they'll be more comfortable at home. And if these MVP final odds overall look pretty good, maybe a small bet on Brown, I wouldn't hold that against you, but it does feel like it's one of those three people and probably the top two names. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find a better brown price than that is kind of my plan today. And yes, as our friend Doc, Doc, I'm not sure why I give that a weird kind of affect, Doc. Doc Better was talking in the NBA chat this morning. Like uh, he was more along the lines of saying there was an arbitrage, a small one between, you know, certain books that take enough limits. I was more of the mind where I just didn't see the series price after game two. I assumed it was still like Celtics minus 140. I don't know. I like I was very surprised at that. I didn't I don't even really understand the market as well as some of y'all. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go look for the best Celtics price. And it's one of those again, and I always have the one guy who yells at me for being mean to Boston. I don't like Boston. I would not want to see them be successful. And if they are, I'm going to get paid. 
So I had a Celtics price to beat the Heat. I will have a Celtics price now to – I didn't grab one before game one. I'm not 100% sure why. I was feeling smart about that for three quarters, and then things happen. But I will find something if I can find anything close to even money. I am That's a bet. I'm betting the Celtics to win the series right now. It just seems a little unsustainable what we're getting from the Warriors as we – and we're heading to Boston. Could be three one heading back to the bay, so that's the plan anyway. Um, north of that, I believe in Toronto. I have not read Ron's preview article yet because it's still sort of early for me on a Monday. It was a long north weekend. North of the border. Yeah, something we haven't had as uh, you know, people who follow the NBA know or the MLB now. There was several. Minnesota Twins, who were not invited to play in the Toronto series. There are still stricter guidelines in Canada regarding some of the COVID stuff. You know, we saw that with, uh, God, what was it, the Nets going up to Toronto? Or no, no, yeah, the Nets going to Toronto. The Sixers. Uh, the, the Sixers during the playoffs. Um, so same kind of thing. The RBC Canadian Open was a bit weird during the past two years. We are back on track. It is going to be held at St. George's, not to be confused with Royal st george's that's a whole nother thing but this will be played and i'm i'm pretty excited about this i do got to read up on it it's a weird par 70 has three par fives and five par threes don't love a five par three so obviously par three golf is going to be upweighted a little if you actually believe there are golfers who are better at those but i mean just guys who are great with their irons are gonna have one extra tee shot into a green off the uh, off a tee so i'll be looking a little at that and this the odds suck like a couple people have said it already but it's not a great tournament as far as pot uh well, actually i suppose the the, the purse i mean We're the pot I, I was gonna say they are a little loosey-goosey about laws up there so maybe it is a little good tournament for that uh where's victor Hovland at but scotty scheffler justin thomas rory mcelroy sam burns cam smith a lot of big names come here. It is a sponsorship thing. As you saw, Dustin Johnson was formerly an RBC uh, sponsored golfer. There are a lot of them who take sponsorship dollars to go play this, even though it is one of the smaller purses, only 8.7 million in the, in the kitty this week. So Scotty, I mean, you've three, four guys essentially right at 10 to one and some people not far off. So going to be an expensive car as far as risk versus reward for outrights this week. Although, you know, Billy Horschel can come along any week. So I'll be looking at some longer odds as I as I put my numbers together this afternoon. And it's not the only golf tournament. As uh, anyone who's maybe a little more casual with the golf has been following, Saudi. The Saudi League starts this weekend. We have. Oh, it's not the club in Miami, Liv? No? No, it's no. I, I know Unrelated. what you're talking about, too. The LIV Golf Invitational in London. At uh, again, of course, I'm gonna have to figure out, but as you can see, this DJ opened like 250, and then people said, Well, we're not gonna bet on him, he hasn't won a tournament in 18 months, he doesn't look like he cares, and he just got 125 million dollars in his bank account. What's gonna motivate this guy? So it looks like uh, the same thing happened. Taylor Gooch opened second favorite, Louis has gotten bet down, a couple other ones have taken some money, Scott Vincent is someone, if you guys are a hardcore brown bag bets listener, he is someone I bet on in the Olympics. 
in a first round three ball matchup. He is a, I mean, I'll just say it. He's a white dude who represents the, I think it's Zimbabwe. Like it's weird. You see the Zimbabwe flag and then it's just some guy that looks like he's, you know, he's from Muirfield, Ohio, but he's, he's lived over there all his life. I can't remember why his family was maybe like uh missionaries or something. So I think that's the guy I'm thinking of. There was definitely, definitely, I'm going to feel dumb if I just describe this golfer and it's not even Scott Vincent, but I definitely have, I, I, yes, Dan's saying I am right. I had to look into this because I couldn't figure out why he was in the Olympics. I'm like, I suppose he's the only guy from the Zimbabwean golf team that's actually playing at a high level now. He plays on the Japanese tours. A lot of these guys do. So uh, if I had to make a bet right now, it'd be the stinky cheese burned wheeze burner, but I'm not betting this one yet. I have to figure out what's going on and who gives a shit and if this is even a thing. It feels honestly like you're handicapping the women's tennis event for the last couple of weeks. Like you have Dustin Johnson, someone in second who's probably not even that close. And then, I mean, is anybody even remotely close to those two guys? Like what's the difference between Louie and number three? Like Taylor Gooch. Yeah, Taylor Gooch is up and coming, which made, I don't know, it didn't make a ton of sense for him to jump. That's why he was one of the bigger surprises outside of DJ. He's good, not good enough yet. Sergio is, you know, on the on the decline. Kevin Na, probably in the same boat. He can play well, but on the decline. Horsefield is a younger golfer who can play well. Um, Justin Harding, maybe. Matt Jones, maybe. There's some younger ones. Like, this is going to be one where... I don't think they're going to price this right at all. And I'm going to be betting people who are 200 to one because there are some young amateur golfers who are probably a little more motivated. They got nice checks, but they didn't get Dustin Johnson checks. So I can see some of these guys who've played well on, uh, you know, the Japanese tour, the European tour, DP, whatever you want to call it. uh, Some of these amateurs who have done well in their ranks, just, coming out and playing okay. So I'll be I'll be looking at some some real deep long shots here in this one. And I'll 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 let you know tomorrow what I come up with. First first and foremost is the RBC. I need to figure out my RBC numbers and get some outrights bet. But LIV LIV bets are going in the account this week regardless. I feel like I I want to be a part of history. It's like betting the first week of you have to. Yeah. You kind of have to. So I'll have a couple long shots. And uh, I will not, spoiler alert, I will not be betting Dustin Johnson to win this event. We got to watch bets for its golf tomorrow to make sure we see what Andy is betting and all those guys over there. I think you're right. I think there might be some definite value and some unheard names. And again, like you said, there's got to be some triple digits at the bottom of this board that are are live. (laughs) Dan said FanDuel took down the LIF odds already. Just, I'm sure they were getting hit in some weird spots. That's got to be a hard market for them to price. And then there's probably some people who have really good, you know, golf numbers from all the various tours that are just seeing some huge mistakes. I should have grabbed all the odds right away and just seen where the steam was coming on the long shots. But I'll talk to a few people I know who might be betting into this market. And a little bit, not far actually from London, to the east. They're going to be playing some tennis this week, both the men and women, right? This is a dual event. Yeah, I think it's – are the men in Nottingham as well? I think it's a double dual event week. I know the men and women are definitely in – they're talking Bosch. I don't know if the men are in Nottingham, but grass season, Andy. I love grass season tennis. Yes. It's been a while, and, and we'll see how it goes. As and, I mentioned earlier, there hasn't been 
too much, but it's fun. Yeah. I like it. Dan and Dan just terrible spelling mistakes here. I'll 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 straighten them out for tomorrow for Sir Takenbosch. I can see at least three mistakes in this right now, but it was close. It's, it's oh, I'm going to blame and paste it from Bovada. I'm, I'm, I'm going to blame Bovada's fault. I'm going to blame both of you, but first and foremost, I will be blaming Bovada. So Sir Takenbosch, and we have the possibility. Oh, you even parlayed them. That's adorable. I love this. So I want to, what are we doing right off the bat? And what time? Are, so it's European tennis. So probably morning, morning matches. For the right most now, part. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it started as early as um, four o'clock in the morning for Sir Bosch, five o'clock in the morning for Nottingham. Um, nothing that stuck out for me for Nottingham. Some plays going on right now. Um, let's see. Did I have anything today? No, it just nothing there. Had some parlays that are already kind of open and we'll see how those close out. But in Sir Bosch, we're going to put Allison Van Utebank together with Greet Minnen. Um, you could just play Minnen straight up if you want. She's like minus 125. I have her closer to minus 140 in this matchup. Um, she goes against Anna Blinkova, who has a game, honestly, that might work well on grass, but just little to no history of success, especially over the limited sample size we've seen for the past couple of years now. Both of them are in kind of rough form, but I think Minnen definitely snaps back into form here. This has been a great surface for her for the last couple of times she's gotten a chance to play it and it has come in cold, honestly, from clay season. So I was able to get her a little bit better number but uh van utvank this is also the season where she really kind of makes her points it's just a few players that kind of survive through clay season do well in some of the faster hardcore events but really really do well here um in grass season and van utvank is one of them so um really like her this matchup against tamara Corpat. she's you know minus 550 but i have a closer like minus 1500 uh, it's hard to price matches honestly when it gets out to be that big but just see some value here. I mean, short of there being an injury or something crazy, she wins this match pretty comfortably. So I'll put her to get men in together at plus money. And then one underdog I like for tomorrow. Um, honestly, a little bit concerned that this number hasn't moved at all much, but Harmony Tan played against Tamara Zidancic. Tan um, has played a bunch of grass tennis in her life, has had success um, in Nottingham, has had success here before. Um, it's been a little while since they played this event, but in general, does very well in grass season, and Zidancic doesn't. Um, more of a clay player, does hit the ball very well and has a strong serve, so um, maybe can adapt here, but I, I have her nowhere near minus 375, and she's laying four and a half games here, so happy to take the underdog that I have is much closer to two to one, even a little bit less as I start to tweak some stuff, and the four and a half games i would have closer to three and a half so give me the spread give me the money line and then a little parlay there at the top again these will be tomorrow in sir Toggenbosch. sir Toggenbosch. harmony tan no relation to amy tan celebrated writer i don't know that for sure i'm gonna have to double check it harmony tans from france like i just don't i doubt they're related so Probably. All right. Yeah, we'll have more stuff tomorrow. Like I said, I'll actually have my golf outrights to talk about when I get back Wednesday. Matt, we'll fill your head with some hockey. There's a chance we have a sweep on deck. I believe, yeah, it's Avalanche are up three to nothing, aren't they? Or is it two nothing right now? It's three nothing. Three three nothing. So they play tonight. We might <clears throat> we might have a series completely over by the time we get to our Tuesday hockey stuff. Uh real quick, I did bet. Keith Duncan Keith, anytime goal scorer for tonight. Oh, yes. Just because I, I Googled like who's good in elimination games historically. <laughs> and and I, I was I was looking for stats on who's good in elimination games or like what what 
any sort of historical stats for overs, unders, like the teams play tighter. And all I kept running into was people had run into like made their own charts of who's good in elimination games. Patrick Kane, very good in elimination games of people who are still playing uh, second best or third best of active players. Duncan Keith. So Duncan Keith, nine to one, anytime Got goal scorer. It was very, by the way, bet builder. I, again, I need to get the legal books. Apparently bet builder is very hard to bet $50 on something like this to the point where I had to bet $25 at two different places. So very annoying. I just wanted to have a, a fun hockey bet for the night. So that's kind of a bonus bet. If you like a bonus bet, give us a thumbs up in the chat and I'm going to turn back to oh, get some tennis on. Apparently if we have early morning European tennis, I'm going to get the other TV on. I'll catch you guys on Wednesday. Noops will be back tomorrow. Good luck with everything.